know who it is, man. Iceman fucking Edgar. Yeah, the fucking sound cool. Anyway, you know who it is, man. We back for another ice session. We down here, SLJ fam, you know what it is, man. We shooting the DVD. We at downtown Brooklyn, chilling. Farragut Projects, Four Green Projects. We in the, right in the middle of the beef zone. You know what it is, man. Just got out from school, niggas bags and shit. You see that shit? We just got out. Anyway, yo, we chilling in front of SLJ building. A high school that I go to. But we don't give a fuck. We just here to spit right now. What to kick an ice session with a new MC. Fresh off the motherfucking block. My son Donovan coming in. You know who he is, man. Watch out for this nigga. He'll come to your food and you don't even know it's gone when it's gone. Yeah, let's see who this nigga is, man. Hello there, everyone. It's uh, Don V here and Yoshi Obata. Yeah, I'm all, I'm here as well. And uh, we're bringing you another episode of the Fox and the Clown. And so, just just to start this episode off, uh, we want me and Yoshi. Well, Yoshi and I, I guess, is the proper way to say that. I'm too tired right now. But uh. Yoshi and I would like to actually dedicate this episode to one of our uh, favorite content creators, Etika, who just recently passed away. Yeah, um, Etika was definitely my favorite streamer. I don't really follow a lot of streamers. He's actually the only streamer that I really would you know, have alerts on and tune into every time. Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, of course, the YouTube content and just... You know, following, he, he's one of the few people that I, I really followed him as a person, because I was I really liked the energy that he had and just everything that he brought. So, um, yeah, I mean, this podcast goes out to Etika. All right, uh, rest in peace, Etika. But moving on, we don't want to waste time on the podcast talking about that we just want to oh yeah i mean kind of mosey and and we could you know i could i imagine i'm speaking for don v as well but we could talk about etika forever but etika uh, forever yeah we we don't want to get hung up on it and we know everyone knows how we feel i think and we know basically how everyone in that kind of circle feels as well so we're not going to harp on it all right, uh, you you actually said that you had a topic that you wanted to talk about. Well, dude, I went on this uh, I went on this hike. A hike. Yeah, dude, it was the first time I went on a real. Well, I went on a couple hikes in Japan, but it's the first time I went on like a, a U.S. hike. And the hike in Japan was more of a, you know, it was more of a hilly stroll. I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't doing too much traversing. I wasn't going crazy and you know there were little deer around too that were friendly and they were like domesticated deer back there but here there were deer that you could tell it was a real hike because the deer would kind of look up at you and kind of keep looking your way while slowly scurrying you know and um yeah i would too well dude i i was actually doing that me and the group were doing that for the first leg of the the hike because i saw we saw a sign that said bears have been spotted in the area so shit yeah that's what i'm saying so initially (laughs) you just start thinking okay what's the protocol what's the protocol for a bear what do you do if you see a bear and i asked them what do we do if we see a bear and they're like dude 
I don't know, like you're supposed to do different things when you see different bears, right? Some bears you're supposed to wave your arms and look real big. Other bears you're supposed to lay on the ground and play dead. What? I thought you were uh, supposed other to bears... lay down on lay down and play dead for all bears. Oh dude, some bears you have to intimidate. And some bears you really gotta get in there and really kinda convince them that you're nothing strange. Um But the the thing you can't do is run away. Or that you are strange. Yeah, or that you are strange. Depending on the bear, they all kinda They're all kind of different, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the one thing you're not supposed to do is run away from the bears. So, I was, you know, I was honestly quite worried. I was thinking what we could do is we could. What I told them is, hey, we could. Have you ever seen the lion before time? What they do to intimidate that big old dinosaur is they all get in the mud and they all look like some giant creature. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, dude, and we is that could. From the first movie. Oh yeah, that's from the original Lab Before Time, and that's the I was best thinking, one. Yeah, I mean, and it wouldn't be too. It's really the other ones are just straight to DVD kind of. Yeah. I'm not gonna say garbage, but a couple of those you could tell something was moments. going on. Oh yeah, and and not in a good way, I would say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I was telling them, you know, maybe we could stack up on each other, or real like lock arms and kind of intimidate the bear. Also, if we just all three scattered in different directions, the bear can only get one of us. And it, maybe it'll even get confused. It'll be like, fuck, fuck. Well, and it'll just true. spend too much time hesitating. That's or, not true. The bear is like, it's like a, as fast as a car. Once well, it I takes one of you say, down, it might turn around and just chase down all the other people. Well, I just saw on the front page of Reddit, this bear running at 30 miles an hour. And Usain Bolt doesn't even run at 30 miles an hour. So this bear, if it knows which way we're going and we're just going, very good chance that it could, you know, track us down too because it's got that nose. It's got that bear nose. The the bear. nose nose, as they say. Um, Bears are uh, deceptively fast. They're like they're, uh, the fat kids in gym class who, like, outrun you in the mile. Somehow. Oh, dude, they're, they're like those kids that they don't look like all that much when, you know, you're in gym class, but as soon as you get to the lunch line, they're all, you know, they're right <laughs> up there. They're they're, they're in front of the line. <laughs> people. Oh, dude, yeah. And uh, But the thing is with a bear, I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but I've heard you if you're in a heavily wooded area, you might want to zigzag around the trees because mm. a bear has all that weight and it might not be able to change its momentum very quickly. I see. Is what I've heard. Because imagine a bear trying to stop and go and stop and go and change directions. That bear might end up rolling on its ass. Yeah. That little berry bear, dude. And, um, gosh, I don't know. Like, I was thinking about the bear and I was really worried for the first. I mean, call me a bitch, but I was really worried during the first leg of the trip that we might see a bear. Have, you, that kind of, have you ever encountered a bear? Uh, never even seen a bear from afar. I am. I have encountered a bear once. Oh yeah, how was that? Uh, well, me and my grandfather were driving down this like old town road, if you will. Oh yeah. <laughs> like and a, I heard that song in a bar in a in a hair salon recently. Oh uh, shit! Why you? What the fuck are you going to hair salon? <laughs> I just went to get. It was in a salon. I just went to get my hair cut, and I couldn't find the right words for that moment. Okay. Yeah, I, went, I was at the the hair. But the yeah, hair we're like we're driving down this like old dirt road thing, 
And uh, I forget where actually we're going, just because it's like so far back in my childhood. And uh, I remember my grandpa slowing down, and I look at him like, what are you doing? And I look up in front, and there's this big black bear standing in the middle of the road looking at us. And I'm like, oh, wow, holy shit, it's a bear. And my grandpa's like, uh, yeah, that's a baby bear. We got to be fucking careful. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you imagine a, a human mama with a child will do anything to save the child. But a mama bear, you know, that's a whole another creature. Yeah. Uh, and it will... It's basically like a super bear. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a bear with it's a bear with superpowers. That parental buff. Yeah, haven't you ever uh, like heard the stories of the mothers lifting cars off of their babies? Mm-hmm. That's just a bear one hundred percent of the time. <laughs> if yeah. it's a mom, plus the buff. Yeah, so you you really don't want to be messing around with that. I think. No bueno. But yeah, so uh, well, I guess you were concerned at that time and. I was also concerned at this time of maybe seeing a bear, but that kind of went away when we saw a couple wild animals. Like, the first wild animal that I saw was this little, I don't know what it was, but remember those animals that I was talking about that live in Utah in the holes and they're territorial in the last podcast or so? Yes. Well, guess what we saw? We saw those little hole... What the hell? Those little hole daddies. They come out of the holes and they're... Hole daddies? Dude, I don't know what they are, man, but they're very interesting creatures. And they come out of there. They're like prairie dogs. I'm just going to call them prairie dogs, even though they're not, because it was on a mountain. Mm. But um, they're like little prairie dog type creatures. And they'd poke their heads up and kind of scurry across the ground. And they would have this call that really sounded a lot like a bird, honestly. Oh, fuck. A little chirping type call. And um, we saw a ton of those, and we saw a ton of those holes, and they were hiding. Um, very strange creatures. Chirping. And we also saw... Chirping is the most evil form of communication that I've ever heard. Oh, it's very... Any high-pitched form of communication does not bode well, I feel like. No. Um, and there's a reason why old people can't hear high-pitched noises. You want to know why? Uh, it's because they're just not prepared to face those threats. So out of sight, out of mind, as they say. They You ignore it as time goes on. People. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, you hear these little guys chirping away, and I was slightly, I was very intrigued by them because I'd never seen something. You know, well, I, I had seen something like that, but I've never seen those hole, them hide in those holes, you know, those creatures. <laughs> and I was wondering what happens when it rains or when it snows. I guess it's really warm in those holes, but... Where does, about the, where does the water go in the hole? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Does it drain through the the soil, or does it go all the way to the bottom of the hole? You just got a wet little dog at the bottom. Huh. That's what I'm wondering. But yeah, we saw some of those, and then we saw a couple deer out there. <laughs> um, which is nothing strange coming from, you know, Newport, but I thought it was cool how, how close we were able to get to them, because they really... You know, they're really wild deer, but they didn't seem to mind us just passing through. I guess a lot of people maybe pass through, or maybe not many people pass through. Okay, they I just have a didn't question. Care. Oh, yeah, what's up? What sort of hiking trip is this? Why are you with other people? Oh, it's just um, a couple of my lab mates just invited me to go hike, and we just went out 
on one of the mountain trails and we just went and hiked. Oh, okay. It's like you had like a guide or something? No, oh, we just hiked because he has an app that just shows the trails and um, the phone's basically a GPS. So we just went out there and hiked a, hiked a trail. Mm. Uh, I've never actually gone traditional hiking. It, it is a little strange, I will say. It's like you're just walking, but suddenly it's entertainment. Mm. You know, you think about walking, you're like, well, damn, I'm just out here walking. You know, that's how that's very mundane to a lot of people. Um, and it is for good reason. But, you know, you get out there and hike and suddenly it's a whole new thing. You got to bring a backpack out there. You got to have water. These two dudes were way more prepared than me. They had on their hiking boots. I just uh, had on my boots. tennis shoes. Oh, dude. And they had these camelback backpacks. We sip water out the pouch in the back. They've oh, got a those tube. things. Oh, dude. And I was, they were telling me, like, yeah, if you want to go hiking, uh, you should definitely invest in one. It's pretty good. You got you got to get um, one of those. Well, now I kind of have to get one of those. And I'm a little pissed that I do. <laughs> um, just because I'm, you know, that's just another expense, right? They wouldn't let you use theirs. Oh, well, I wouldn't want to use theirs because it's attached. It's the pouch is inside their backpack and the tube just comes over the shoulder. Just hanging out and then they just sip while they're walking um so i wouldn't want to be lurching over there to his shoulder take a sip off his shoulder and then have, you know a little you get you more erotic you maybe you should uh well there's nothing wrong with a little homoeroticity well yeah there's nothing wrong with that but it's just i wouldn't want to invade someone's personal space with my homoeroticness so. you should uh you should get like a little needle tube to stick into someone's pouch Without them looking. Oh, and get a little bit of a hit out of their yeah. pouch while <laughs> they're not hit. looking. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, I could do that for next time. But I just had a, I had a water bottle. It was a pretty big water bottle. A little less than a liter of water, I think. Mm. Um, well, not that big. I guess now that I think about it, not very big. But yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you know, I just had that water bottle. So I think I was set and I brought some nutrition bars out there just for us to eat on the trail. And... Um, it was a good time. It was a surprisingly good time. I got some good pictures from the hike. Mm. But it was a lot of, I'll tell you what, it was a lot of elevation out there. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah, we started off at around, I think we started off at about 8,600 feet. And we climbed up to almost 10,000 feet up there. And what we did was kind of interesting. We actually climbed to the summit of a mountain on this mountain range the summit and you climb to basically where the summit is and you're like okay we're we're at the top but there's there's this extra summit to get to the tippy top and the tippy top of a mountain is super steep i'm talking like definitely greater than 45 degree angle up like traversing 200 feet vertical within what the fuck within probably about 70 feet horizontal talking and loose rocks what you're walking you on fall backwards that well that's what i was scared i was very frightened because i had on i didn't have on hiking boots and i was just trying to traverse this really steep steep rocky area and i was like if i fall from this height i was about honestly i was probably about 70 feet up from like the flatter ground and i was like if i fall 
I will probably definitely break a couple bones in my body. Um, but I, you know, uh, you, we say it'd be nice. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I, I think it would be interesting for sure. I think it'd be nice because I wouldn't have to walk all the way back down. You'd be able to carry me or something. Or you'd just be at the bottom. Yeah. Well, I'm, <laughs> this is just the bottom. I'm, I say the bottom, but it's the bottom of the tippy top. So this is like, uh, as far as time goes, like five minutes to get to the top of the summit from the flat area. But it was like a two-hour hike to the top. And I wasn't going to fall all the way back down to the bottom of the mountain. I was just going to fall to the bottom of this little peak. And yeah. I yeah, I probably would have... I don't know. Maybe I would have died. Maybe if I had landed on my neck, I would have died. Have you had any, like, struggles against nature before? That was probably the first time I really struggled against nature. Um, oh, my God. Like, have you ever di almost died out in nature? Because almost of something. died? No, I don't think so. The closest thing was... Well, one time... Uh, no, no. Oh, no, I don't think I have. One time I, I got I got stung by something in the ocean, but that wasn't almost dying. Huh. I have, uh... Let's see, I wanna... I think, I believe I've had maybe... About two... Close encounters with death out in nature... And were they animal based or were they more uh, terrain based? Well, the first one was sort of uh, it was more so weather based. Uh, this the second one was animal based, I would say, because I was about to go insane. Mm. <laughs> but uh, the first one, me and my cousin. Uh, you know Matt C, my cousin. Oh, Matt C, that little... Yeah, I know that lad. Yeah, back in the day when the DS was still popular. The 3DS hasn't, hadn't been out yet. But back, back in the day, uh, my mom woke us up because he stayed over at my house. And I was like, hey, I'm on, when you go to work, I'm going to go over to my grandpa's house. Because... I just wanted to. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And also, there was no one there to watch us either. So, this was in, like, the middle of winter, I would say. And okay. for some reason, at the time, we had a tent outside. A tent? In the yeah. middle of the winter? It was, like, in my front yard. I don't know. I'm not sure why it was there. I think it was because, like, my stepdad liked to go and chill out in the tent for some reason. Oh, very interesting. But, uh, so my mom woke us up. I got all my stuff that I w wanted to carry over to my grandma's house. I got my DS. I think it was a DSi, actually. With my Fancy. copy. Fancy, you that DSi. Yeah, with my copy of Super Mario Bros. DS. And uh, so we're off. We go over to my grandpa's house. And little to my, er, well, little to my knowledge, my grandfather was actually not home. And so when I got over there, I noticed something different. And I stood there for a couple of seconds, and I was like, oh, shit, his car's not here. And I look back, and my mom is pulling out the driveway, and it's over. 
I, I can't reach her in time. So what do I do in the freezing cold? Me and Matt C, we go chill out in the tent and play Super Mario Bros. DS. Oh, wow. For like hours. Hours, dude? You could hours? beat that game in an hour. <laughs> well, we're playing, <laughs> we're playing like the multiplayer. Oh, okay. But, uh... We sat out. We I was about to fucking die from hypothermia or something. It was so cold. I was just like in my pajamas with a t-shirt on. Fuck, dude. So you were up against the elements. Yeah. Dude, that's great. And you know what? At the top of this mountain, there was a lot of snow. Oh, really? It was snow in the middle of June. Yeah. And it gets to be... Today, it was about 80 degrees. So it's not warm or it's not cold here. Uh, but at the top of this mountain, there was a lot of snow and we had to... Go, we had to walk across a lot of deep snow. Um, and it, we, deep you know, if. Snow. Oh, dude, there's a meter stacked up of snow on the side that what they just plow. In the hell? And there's still like a meter of it. A fucking yard of snow, dude. Vertical. Mm. And so we had, you know, and we weren't walking across that meter snow, but we did have to jump up on it to get to the summit. So we, yeah. we did travel a little bit on top of the snow. And. It's so weird jumping up on snow oh dude and it was packed I feel like down. i would just fall through oh well because it's like and, the snow down here is like it's probably nothing compared to that oh yeah and this snow was basically it must have been packed down for like the whole winter and it was just still there because it was basically just a a lot of it was just like a probably at the bottom was just a brick of ice from the pressure yeah um and there was some soft like softer snow at the top but it was it was good enough to stand on and so yeah when you get we didn't want to hike too late we got off at about 8 um 8 p.m that is but uh if we stayed there after nightfall it might have gotten oh it's might have gotten pretty cold up at the top yeah might have gotten pretty spooky oh dude those mountain spirits you ever heard of them yeah i have yeah dude they'll come at you and there's a lot of not gonna say there's a lot of like spirits but there is a lot of native american history here or at least a little bit yeah um, and you you already know they're all into the mountain spirits and all these different spirits that could come at you oh, and yeah. help you really but oh, i don't know man it was close i'll say that much <laughs> but yeah one thing we saw there was this lake um we hiked up and we saw two lakes. One was a natural lake and one was this dammed up lake. And Damn. Yeah, dude. And there was a... Uh, on both lakes, there was just some ice. On, there was ice at the fringes of this lake that was more... Uh, at less elevation, I should say. And on the lake at the top, it was just basically frozen over. Uh, I have a quick question. Yeah, what's up? Uh... Okay, wait. I need to look up the name of this song. But yeah, while you're doing that, so we're up there at the top, and you know, once we take a good look at the lake and we relax up there at the top for a little bit, we're like, well, we should go up this summit, which is what I was talking about before. And I was like, yeah, I guess we should go up this summit. And the summit, clearly, what was crazy to me was that they have a ski course up on that mountain. And the difficulty is like black diamond is very hard, but double black diamond is like fucked basically. 
Like, you're not supposed to, like, humans aren't supposed to be able to do that, I don't think. Um, and you know what, the, that summit that I was talking about, that was very difficult for me to climb on foot? What? The top of that summit is a double black diamond. That's where a ski what? course starts. So motherfuckers are supposed to take off their skis and in those shitty ski boots, hike up the top of this summit. No, no, <laughs> Put no. on their skis and they're supposed to go down. And it's literally like probably a 70 degree drop. You're basically falling and people are supposed to ski down this thing all the way to the bottom of the mountain from where we began. And um, there's no way. Yeah, that's what I said. I said there's no way anyone is going to be able to climb this thing. <laughs> With some ski boots, although I, I imagine it's easier to climb if the snow is um, giving you a little bit of sink in and a little bit of grip, maybe. But do you maybe. tumble I've down? I've never worn ski boots, so I wouldn't know, actually. They're pretty unwieldy, I'll say. They're not like regular boots. They're kind of angled weird, and it's like you don't have any sense of feeling. It's like a con- It's like if someone cast your foot in a concrete block is what it feels like to me huh yeah and so it doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel tactile you know you're just not sure if any step you take is going to be a good step and, and yeah I'm, I'm not a good skier but very i was very intimidated by that and very impressed by the capabilities of some of these skiers to get to the top hmm. um but yeah, it was a good trip, and then we hiked back down, and it was just a jolly good time. Oh yeah, okay. That's, so that's this song. I was about to say, yeah, it took you long enough to pull it up. Yeah, well, uh, there's this song called "Highway Man." I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, I don't <laughs> think I have. But uh, like it, it's like a song where a bunch of like country singers a bunch of different country singers have like different little parts in it and the song i believe is about like rebirth and you know like the cycle of life <clears throat> but uh there's this there's just one part in that song where uh the guy is like a dam builder and he's telling a story about how he slipped and fell into the wet concrete of the dam. And then he got buried alive. <laughs> well, how was he able to sing the song? <laughs> well, well, he well he died. But, it's like, I guess, I mean, I guess his spirit. Oh, okay. But, uh... Yeah, I've, I've been listening to that because I got, like, a Johnny Cash CD recently. Hmm. But... The, the like Johnny Cash's part in that song is so strange. What is it about? Okay, so like it starts off with this guy who's uh like so Johnny. There's like three. Let's see. There's uh I believe there's four parts. Each person has their own little story, and the first three stories are sort of set in reality. Mm-hmm. And I think the the dam built the dam builder guy is the third one about his like life. Yeah. But then Johnny Cash comes in, and just so you know, like each person starts off their uh, little part by saying "I was this" or "I was that." Mm-hmm. 
And so the guy's like, I was a damn builder. And but but Johnny Cash and it's it's always something like normal like that, but Johnny Cash, he comes in and he says, I fly a starship. Interesting. <laughs> it's what so, the hell? I was just listening to that song the other day and when I heard that part I just sort of started laughing my ass off. Yeah, I mean well, he sounds, I guess he sounds, he's trying to set himself apart from these regular folk. <laughs> it was, it's just so strange. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, I might have to listen to that song on my way to work maybe tomorrow. But, um, yeah, dude, so I guess that concludes my, my hiking adventure. Mm. And... Unless you have any offshoots, we can go straight to the next topic that I had on the uh, on the docket here. Uh, what is that topic? Uh, it's about the English school system. Oh, the English okay. school system, yeah. I've heard strange things about the English school system. I Well, before I begin, maybe that'd be a good place to start. Well... Well, it's not really... I haven't heard strange things, but I've heard people talk about it. And it's been a a pretty long time since I've listened to the conversation. But uh, this guy who was was actually going to school over in England was talking about the school system. And then people made fun of him. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what. Um... In some ways, it's similar to ours, but in many ways, it's very different. And my mind was blown today when someone told me about it. Um, he's a French guy, and he's in my lab, and I was eating lunch with him. And he was talking about how the English school system is different from ours and from the French school system. Our school system is pretty comparable, actually, to the French school system. Oh, really? Where Yeah, where we, you know, we both do a little bit of science and math and reading and they do a little bit more of languages too but it's kind of emphasizing on those science math reading type deals right those frenchmen aren't that bad i guess well yeah well they do something similar to us but in the english school system what they do is they choose something at kind of slightly early on so one guy can be like okay i kind of want to be a scientist when i grow up so I'm oh, going to take wow. a lot of science and math classes. And he has to take several exams, kind of like our SAT and ACT, except they're more honed in on those science and math. And also, this dude was telling me he knew a chick who she knew. She was dis, uh, dyslexic, so she couldn't read very well. She couldn't write very well because of it. That's a natural condition that you're born with, you know? Yeah, so you yeah. can't do anything about that, so... I'm dyslexic as fuck. Dude, yeah, and for her, it was... She's just flat out not going to succeed very well in those topics, at least not as easily as a lot of other people. So, um, she was. he was telling me she knew she wanted to do art and design first. She, she, you know, she knew that. She was like, I have a mind for this, and also, it just comes to me more naturally than these things that I'm naturally disadvantaged at, like reading and math. So she's, you know, she straight up said, I'm going to do more, you know, 
design, art, architecture, and her exams were in those fields. Um, and she huh. got tested in those fields. And now, you know, it, set, it really set her on a path. And now she became a jewelry person. She designs and makes jewelry. And she just got a deal in Japan where they're like, yeah, Why we want your jewelry. Why don't we do that? That's what I was saying to him. And he agreed with me. He's like, we, we were saying more people need to be doing that. Because it's like, fuck, dude, if I want to... I'm so pissed. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've been cheated. You have been cheated by our school system. I, I will say that. And I was I was saying, like, um, he, he also brought up the example of, you know, let's say people are good at sports. If you know you're going to be an athlete from a young age, and you can kind of tell, at least in high school, if you're a real star, then yeah. you can focus in that, right? And so there's, like... A lot of, you know, math is going to do a lot, basic math is going to do a lot of people good, but these, you know, this literature that you have to do in high school and this, um, this kind of like science stuff, that's not, let's be honest, that's not doing an athlete all that good, at least not delving super deep into it. And it's not no, doing an artist. Like pouring stats into useless stats. It's like running a, a defensive cartana. Yeah, dude. And so we were all, you know, it's like, fuck dude <laughs> why, why don't we all just let people like and i think it's also present a little bit where if you want to do a trade like let's say you want to be a welder or let's say you want to be a carpenter or a contractor or someone mm -hmm. like that it's like well we don't have many resources allocated to those types of learning opportunities and those types of things and i think a trade school or something like that could really benefit a lot of people because we need those, you know, we need these electricians, plumbers. Um, we need all these types of people. And I'll be honest, going to college, you're probably not looking for a job after that. And, and after high school, you might not have the qualifications to do a job like that. So it's that weird middle ground. And I think if a lot of people, if this, if it was structured more like the school system over there in England, you know, a lot of people would be figuring out what they wanted to do earlier and really being put on a path for success of being yeah. able to do those things. And so I thought that was just kind of interesting. Like for me, like using me as an example, I'm people like me really luck out in the American school system because, hey, you stress luck science out. and math. Yeah, it's like if you stress science and math and I just happen to want to do something that's science and math oriented, like engineering, oh, okay. it's like, well, that there, that's for me. Right. And so I'm already learning what's going to help me, but really that's not going to mean shit to someone else. Uh, that's not in a bad way. That's like, really like some people just don't need to use that as much, or at least in depth as much in everyday life. And it, it's really not necessary, you know? Yeah. So it's like we're just putting all the energy into these things that might not even be useful for people moving forward. And I thought that was really interesting. I thought that was a cool perspective to take on on learning in school. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the fuck we're doing. We're fucking up big time. Yeah, we're really fucking up because, and you know what? I'm all for forgiving student debt um, and making college more affordable. But I think, and this is kind of a tangent, I think if we get into free college... And this isn't, I'm saying I like the idea of free college. Yeah. If people, I see. Free college is optimal. Free college is optimal, but think about people. People are lazy, right? 
if they and colleges are are going to have to be more selective because you'll you'll get too many either you'll get too many students or you'll you know you'll get a a couple guys that are just milling around just not wanting to work they're like well shit I'll just go to college I'm kind of smart naturally and it's free but they might just be a couple of lazy dudes who are just like well fuck and then you know they've just wasted they've just wasted four years when it could have been four years of someone in the workforce you know I guess and that's a weird way of looking I at feel it like but... free college would make it more competitive well that's what I'm saying they would have to be more selective too they can't just let any old you know fucking oh Ronnie over here he's <laughs> you say Irani <laughs> no Ronnie I said little Ronnie oh um, I thought he's... I think you meant like like Iran, some little <laughs> Ir- Irani over here. No, I'm like, like whoa, Yoshi. Dude, Yoshi's like little full, full fucking Alex Jones. Dude. <laughs> but yeah, if you got little Ronnie over here, and he's not, you know, he's an average guy, and he, he just kind of wants to go to college, and he's like, fuck, I'll shoot my shot. You know, he's probably not going to be the ideal candidate because you got to get people who are really. They're going to have to. If it's free, people are going to have to be definitely more selective. Do you have any updates on the Alex Jones situation? Uh, no, I think I think no one just gives a shit anymore because it's the internet <laughs> and people only care like a day about things. Yeah. But yeah, he's probably getting fucked. He's probably having to do a lot of paperwork right now. He's probably doing paperwork as we speak, I think. Ah, uh, poor Alex Jones. Dude, Alex Jones. See, fuck Alex <laughs> Jones, but yeah, I wouldn't want to do all that paperwork <laughs> if I were him. But, uh... Yeah, I think uh, because, like, if college was free and everything would have to be more competitive, uh, I feel like that would encourage people to do better or to, like, actually really try in their classes. You know, maybe, but I will say maybe it would be the opposite because Mm -hmm. something that really pushed me was knowing the fact that Okay, I'm going to. I'm paying. I'm paying for this in the future through oh, loans. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And also the fact that my That's parents, true. blood, sweat, and tears, you know, for the last twenty years have been building up to this, and I'm I'm absolutely not going to fuck it up for them because I know this is what they've worked for their entire life is for me to go out there mm-hmm. and do my thing. So it's like I can't, you know. I, you can't take that for granted and if if you're able to remind yourself of that at least you know even just once a week then i think your motivation will stay very high um but also i think maybe if you get it for free and and you're given for someone who wasn't able to go maybe because of monetary cost and if you're able to go for free then i definitely that could also be a source of motivation it's like well i'm not letting this opportunity go i'm going going to make the best I can out of it because God knows I would not have been able to do, you know, I would have not been able to be put in this position without having it be free, you know? Hmm. I feel like he would at least weed out uh, people who are actually serious about it (laughs) and the people who, you know, maybe at the very bottom of things, they don't care as much as the other people. And in that way, it would like, it was still like, if you were just going to school just to go to school because you didn't know what you wanted to do 
afterwards you wouldn't have a shit ton of debt. Yeah. And you know what? They, I, I wonder how they would implement it because maybe it would be a system yeah, where... Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, it's like maybe it could be a system where, you know, the amount of help that you get could range from, like, based on your academic standing maybe and the, or maybe the type of major that you choose because some majors, the coursework may be easier so you may have higher grades whereas some might be very difficult and you might have lower grades but they could do it based on success. Like maybe class rank would be a thing. Uh, although that would be kind of maybe too competitive and they could be like, I know, that could be kind of biasy. That's a little gray area, but I wonder how they would implement it. You know, like, is it just everyone gets free college or is it you have to maintain a certain academic standing mm. or is it, you know, based on, instead of that, based on purely financial factors, like if you qualify for it, like, if you can pay for college, you should pay for college. If you can't, then we'll send you out there for free, you know? Um, yeah. And is it a gradient, too, I wonder? Like, maybe it's just like a scale where the scale ranges from free to uh, paying, not not 100%, like some people are, but paying, like, 50%. And it's a scale you might fit on, you know, anywhere in between, yeah. maybe. Based on several factors, I don't know. It'd, it'd be interesting to see, and I, I hope that they're talking about. Um, a lot of folks these days are talking about canceling the student debt crisis. What does that mean? And so they're they're talking about allocating funds through, um, legislature or through government, um, through budget. So are people and, are just like getting off scot free, kind of. Yeah, just people eliminating student Damn. debt. Damn. And that would be great for, I'm sure, you and me as well. It's like... Well, I don't think I have of, student debt. Well, a lot of other people, anyway. I feel um, bad for the people who've paid off their student debt after this thing. Oh, dude, already. they'd be so salty. Well, maybe they wouldn't be salty. Maybe they'd just be happy because they're like, okay, these guys don't have to go through what I went through. Or like, um, wow, these guys don't know what true struggle is. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> it, it's tough. But, um, yeah, it's like they're talking about eliminating that, and that would be very nice for me, personally. Yeah. Because, uh, well, I don't have a ton of student debt. I actually have relatively little student debt compared to um, a lot of other folks who went to college. They had to loan out a lot more, but I, I didn't have to because I had a lot of need-based grants and stuff like that. Um, but if that just disappeared, think about... Think about the effects of that. Hmm. You know, it's like a lot of people would have a lot more money to spend. It might kind of help the economy out. Now these younger people might be able to spend more money on like this technology that they've wanted, or might be able to save up more for this new car. Or they might just be able to go out and like do shit, like go to the movies more and do this and that more because they're not having to. You know, usually what you do is you say, okay, I'm going to pay two hundred fifty or so every month. Uh, to the the loan company, and then gradually I'm going to pay off my debt, you know. Um, but if they did that, then they they'd have that extra two fifty a month or four hundred a month or whatever a month that they're keeping in their pocket and they're able to spend or they're able to save. And think about how much you know that's a lot of money. Although they're using a lot of money to bail people out, they're putting a lot of money back into the economy through through this type of stuff so it might even help businesses you know yeah 
that that's that was a Bernie Sanders whole thing back when he was uh, running back in the 2016 election, correct? Like uh, free college. Yeah, I think he wanted to do free college. He had a lot of. I guess his whole platform is like democratic socialism or whatever. Um, and certain certain ideas that he has kind of sketches me out. But I also really like certain other ideas that he has. Like the, I do like the free college thing. Yeah. Quite a bit. Um, or at least trying to eliminate or help eliminate student debt, even if it wasn't fully eliminated. I know they make big promises, and they're usually able to come to compromises if they get elected. So even if it was a compromise and a lot of, like, even if fucking half my debt was relinquished, that would do so much, you know? Well, uh, do you know about this? Uh, Bernie Sanders has recently made a Twitch account. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I wonder what he would fucking stream. I can't imagine what kind of games he would be into. Uh, probably like fucking Maybe Minecraft. <laughs> probably be Roblox. able to see. Yeah, Roblox. You probably able to see those big blocks more easily because it's kind of old. Bernie's gonna um, lie on the two v two T. And destroy the uh, spawn wall. Oh, dude. Well, he might be able to sort out that anarchy. <laughs> <laughs> he might be able to do something about that. So you never know with that Sanders. Sandagio, they call him. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I just wonder. There's so many different elements to it. Cause, I mean, and that's complex, right? It's complex because you might li- really like some stuff about a candidate, but then you really don't want them to do this or that. You know, um, and I feel kind of that way about certain certain ideas, but it's always like, does the good outweigh the bad? And maybe well, you got the single issue voter and uh, who just like they go along, they see one thing that they like, and then they vote. Yeah, for that it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, you know, for a lot of folks, it's just the most important thing in their life, and as long as that's good, they're good. You know, so yeah, I can understand that too. And for me, honestly, that might be college debt. I'm not going to lie. That's very important to me, and it means a lot to me. But I recognize the effects that it could have on the greater economy and the United States as a whole. So, I have a question. You know, what What does your dad do for a living? He is a factory worker. He used to build boats, but he got laid off in 2008 during the housing crisis. And he now is a factory worker. He works at Valley Refrigerated Boxes, which oh, actually... Fuck. They make a lot of those, like remember the um, the freezer at the duck, that big unit that you could walk into. Oh yes. Yeah, he, I think that comes from Bali. Oh, okay. Um, so a lot of those, a lot of those units come from Bali, actually. Um, so he he make he works in a factory making those, or helping make those. He's All part right. of the process. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't make a crazy ton of money. I don't want to say how much, uh, but he's. It's nothing crazy, but it's not like minimum wage, you know. I guess a factory works, so it does take a, a good worker, and he's gotten several raises over time. So, I think he's making. He's not making as much as my sister, who's an accountant, but he's making enough to support the family pretty comfortably and save uh, over the course of a long time. Yeah. Uh, my sister actually already paid off all her student debt. Well, yeah, or one of my sisters. That. Yeah, dude. Crap, I can't wait until... That's probably going to be a long time for me <laughs> since I'm in grad school, but man, I can't wait till 
It's like the that's like the final task for everyone in your family. Pay off college debt. Yeah. It's gonna be and she got it done within within a year and a half, I think, or maybe within a year. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. She has a good paying job, but more importantly, she's just good with finances. Mm. Um so because she's an accountant. So she was and she also good. that's the that's the one who like has books and stuff, right? No, or that's has, like my, a blog. That's, that's my other sister. Oh, okay. Um, where she, yeah, she has a blog and she has a book, and she has a, like paintings and stuff that she sells. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, once you get a job, I guess the opportunities there. If you want to save up, you can pay it off relatively quickly, depending on how much you have. But I don't think I will be able to because I won't be making much as a grad student, and. Um, I'll have quite a bit to pay, and it sucks because it it accrues interest over time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I was actually talking to Alex about that the other day. Uh, he was telling me about how. Uh, well, I asked him like, what what would happen if I put a dollar in a savings account? Uh, and because I was just curious. Mm-hmm. And he started telling me about how say like interest works, and he was telling me about how like after ten years, interest does this thing where like you actually lose money, or at least the the savings account thing does. And uh, basically, if you put a dollar in your savings account, you would actually be losing money in like ten years. Well. He's interest is the idea that you gain money over time. Like if you yeah, have, I think it's just something with like the bank thing. It is, yeah. So, well, it depends on the value of the dollar. I think, right? So if you're just yeah, yeah, yeah. putting money in the bank, you're just depending on the value of the dollar. But the value of the dollar, honestly, these days and for a while now, it hasn't been the greatest. Um, so your dollar is probably not going to be worth as much in in the economy if you just leave it there sitting. But if you invest in actual entities, like if you invest in a company that's gonna grow, then that money might do work for you. Or if you ingress in like invest in like a CD, then that money might grow for you. I wanna get um, into investing. It's a, uh, well, I think it's complex because I'm an outsider looking in, but actually Alex and Mizuki do a little bit of investing of their own. Do they? Uh, like well, I've I've heard like them talk about it, but I don't know if they like are they even good at it? Are they losing money? Well, the thing is, they I think they've gained more money than they've lost, but they're into a very specific and risky type of investment. Okay, so what um, does that mean? They're into cryptocurrency. Oh, okay. And that can gain money in an instant at the snap of a finger, but it can also lose money just as quickly. Whereas if you invest in more traditional, you know, if you use a more traditional form of investment, you're not going to lose money as quickly unless something crazy happens in the market. Um, But you're definitely not going to gain money as quickly. Like, remember that cryptocurrency that we were looking at? It was called like... um, Dogecoin or Litecoin? No, it was something else, but it was worth like... um, It was basically worth like... In between one and two pennies, it's worth very little, right? 
Um, after a month or two, Mizuki looked at it, and it was worth a dime. Oh, wow. So if we had invested $100, we would have came out and, and sold at top, we would have came out with $1,000. And that's just over the course of a month. And if we had invested a thousand dollars, you know, do them, you know, you could just do the math on any of these ten thousand dollars. Ten thousand dollars turns into fucking a hundred thousand dollars. So right, you're multiplying right now, by ten. One Bitcoin equals uh, twelve thousand six hundred and eighty-eight dollars and eighty cents. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, they have all these other. Uh, yeah, they got Ethereum, they've got Litecoin, they've got all sorts of shit. But um, actually, Bitcoin for a while was at like around 8,000, 9,000. So you can buy fractions of a Bitcoin, like you can buy 0 0.01 Bitcoin and you can still play the Bitcoin game or whatever. Um, Litecoin is only worth $128. But it's all about change, right? Yeah. So Bitcoin has a lot to fall but it's also worth a lot more and it's the most commonly used. So it's, you know, if you invest in that, you might see, well, 12,000 is honestly, that's a lot higher than I thought it was. Cause at, the, at its peak, I think it was something like 18,000, 19,000, right? It's like the graph that it showed me seemed like it was on the rise. Well, I think it's been on the rise recently. Cause last I heard it was around $9,000 hmm. was below $10,000. So if it's grown already that much, that's quite a bit of growth. And so if you had it at like 8,000 and then you sold now, you'd have made yourself, you know, you've increased your margin by what, 50% from eight to 12? I guess. Um, I'm actually gonna do that. I'm gonna invest money Well, I would be Bitcoin. really, well, no. I wouldn't do it while it's on the rise. Uh, while it's on the rise now. Wait, why? Because these things happen in cycles, right? So So you want to invest when it's low? Well, because you can buy it for cheaper. And if oh, you think shit. if you think it's going to go higher, then you'll you can sell it when it's higher and then you'll make money. Um but if you buy it while it's high, it can it can still get higher. It can still become higher, but there's a certain oh, point. Oh, I see. You want to you want that growth. You want the growth because yeah, you want your in you want if your it's input high, it to might be not less than grow your grow any grow much higher. Yeah, and it depends, right? Because no one expected Bitcoin to get as high as it did in its heyday, mm. um, and even when it started, it was worth what, like maybe fifty bucks a Bitcoin. And think about the people who invested at the beginning. That's like thousands of percent growth. If you invested yeah. fifty bucks, if you bought one Bitcoin, then you'd be sitting on what twelve thousand from an original fifty. That's a big multiplier, right? But you think there's like, a, is there like a something that tells me when it's low? You can, you just have to keep your eye on it. And there's a couple apps that you can have for that. And I know there's a couple websites you can follow, but it's, um, it's interesting. It's a weird game because it suddenly makes get rich quick, like kind of a reality, right? But yeah. that's dangerous because you can also lose a lot quickly. And that's what happened to Etika, going back to who we're dedicating this <laughs> podcast to. He got he bought into the hype and he, you know, he a lot of his friends were selling high. Yeah, but he bought during that heyday and then a couple weeks later it just kept falling and falling and falling because <laughs> it hit that big peak. 
Um, and I couldn't tell you why this it's cyclical, but it, it usually is like, it'll go up and down and up and down. And, you know, you always, it's always like deciding when to sell is a big deal too. Cause let's say you buy low, but you're trying to decide when to sell. Do you want to sell it now and lose yeah, out on potential more growth, right? Might lose out. You never know. But do you uh, know how much do you know how much Mizuki and Alex put into like Bitcoin? I don't know, but I think they made. You could ask them. I think I, I, they definitely made money because I remember shooting basketball with Alex on Christmas, with you and Alex, and he was talking about how he Mizuki told him to sell Bitcoin and he sold Bitcoin at a profit. Um, okay, but I think that's a little. I don't know. I don't buy into that because for me personally. And this is just, this is my personality. I think you can vouch for this, but I'm okay with the possibility. Like, sure, I might miss out on a lot of potential money from investing in this uh, cryptocurrency, but I don't mind just taking it slow and just making money the regular way because I... You know, I, I kind of I like what I do anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Like, it's not really. A... Mizuki's not having that. Yeah, Mizuki's, Mizuki's that. He's always been a high stakes well, better. The, well, the thing is, he's a gambler, and I think that's why he likes it, is because, you know, he's got there's a thrill to it, right? Yeah. Um, but for me, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. I don't need that get rich quick, or I don't need like that thrill of being, you know, that rush from making a lot of money on a on a chance. Or on an educated guess, I should say, like a real educated, you know, you put a lot of thought into what might happen and then you make some profit. I'm more of like a just honest work, dude. Like, I don't mind that. I told you uh, the other day about how my boss pulled me aside, right, on the last podcast and he gave me yeah. a raise trying to mm -hmm. keep me working for him. Mm -hmm. uh, well, apparently, like, another my boss's boss pulled me aside and I don't think he knew that my other boss uh, gave me a raise and so he gave me another raise oh wow so what are you making like 12 bucks an hour now yeah 11.50 oh wow that's crazy man somewhere around there well that's awesome 12, dude 12 bucks an hour that's close to what my dad makes I know I wasn't gonna say <laughs> how much he makes but like that's not bad I think my dad makes a little bit more, maybe, but yeah, that's pretty good. It was funny because he was saying the exact same thing as my other boss was saying. It's like they they didn't know. Yeah, the dude, they might take it back. They're like, "Fuck, we fucked up. We fucked up." <laughs> uh, or they might not even give you a raise in your paycheck, and that you might just be happy. Yeah. And you don't even notice that you're just making the same <laughs> fucking money that you worked for. Um. Yeah, that's, I think, um, I think that's, see, that's nice. That's a good, that's a good extra chunk of money. It's decent. And, um, yeah, and, and money just makes things easier, too. That's why I like it. I, you know, not, I don't. Oh, no. Have you ever heard the old saying, more money, more problems? Well, that's the thing. It's it's more money, more problems if you're using a lot of this money and and kind of going all out with it. But if you're just using it 
to for conveniences, then I think it's more money, less problems. Well, the dude. thing is, once people know you've got money, they're gonna ask you for money. Oh, dude. At least that's what that's the thing with my grandpa because, you know, he's got like, like, our entire family just keeps asking him for money, specifically Mm -hmm. the ones that are in jail, because you know they need like lawyers and shit. Mm -hmm. But like they've been in jail before, and my grandpa was like, "Uh, "Yeah, if you do this again, then you're not getting any of my money." But then. They'll do it again, they'll get, they'll get in jail, and then they'll beg him for money again. Dang, man. It's just a cycle. And getting in jail? Gosh, golly, dude. I can't imagine being in jail. I'll probably get fucked. Well, I mean, literally. Oh, get yeah, fucked. dude. Um, and there's nothing you can do about that. Uh, well, there is about being in jail. You can stop, <laughs> you know, you can kind of try to straighten up. Um, but it is harder to get a job after you're jailed, I think. Yeah, there's like a... It's, it goes on your record. Mm-hmm. And it's just... If it keeps being a problem, and, you know, it's a problem. And it's... I can understand how it's hard to solve. But mm-hmm. I also think that... The, you know, the only solution to it is just hard work. You know, it's kind of like... Well, I gotta take what I can get, and I gotta turn things around now, right? Yeah. And uh, it's just hard for a lot of people mentally and physically uh, in their situation to turn things around. But yeah, uh, more money isn't always a good thing. Well, I mean, I, I guess it is for you, but it might it may end up causing you more stress. Yeah, and and that could be a thing where I just think that because of the position that I'm in. But maybe as I, you know, as it becomes less of a problem, you know, as money becomes less of a problem, then maybe I'll I'll discover like okay, yeah, it does raise up some some things. It's interesting to think about. It's a long, uh, it's a long silent pause, I guess. I'm trying to think of, uh, I was going to ask you, have you ever had like, like a horrible, <laughs> like a horrible financial issue, like go wrong? Go wrong? Not go like, wrong. Have you ever lost a, a large sum of money through your own stupidity is what I mean. Well, I, I had that one speeding ticket that oh, I yeah, had to... Oh, yeah, aside from the speeding ticket. Not not from my own... I'm trying to think. My own stupidity. I lost a large sum of money. Because I'm not good with money. No, I think I'm I'm always pretty careful. I'm I'm that frugal... That frugal fella, you know? Yeah, the frugal that little, fellow. Yeah, I'm that little... He's like a superhero. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they, that's what they call me, right? They call me you know, that frugal finder because I've always been very careful and I've been in tough spots, been in very tough spots. But because I'm very careful, I never fall in too deep, you know? Yeah. 
How about well, you? Uh, well, <laughs> funny you may ask. Uh, a few months ago, not not actually a few months ago. It was like two months ago. I think it was when you were down, actually, before you left. Mm, okay. Uh, and I think this all started during my last trip up to Raleigh. Mm. And so what happened was uh, my old workplace shut down. And I already told you about how that my new job, they were underpaying me. They were paying yeah. me like $8 an hour. Yeah, dude. And I it assumed that up. they were paying me like $10 an hour. Or something. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't really matter. Anyways, uh, somehow I had less money in my account than I realized. Because I, I, uh, I got the ledger balance and the available balance confused. Do you know what that is? Yeah. So it takes money to be processed. And so you have um, a balance that you can actually use. And the balance that's still pending, that's going to be that's higher than what you actually have, because some haven't hasn't been subtracted yet, or some might in some cases it might be the opposite where it's been being added, right? Yeah. But a lot of times it's when it's being subtracted. Whenever you like cash a check, it's usually being added. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had just cashed the check, and so I was like, oh, okay, so. I'm looking pretty good right now. I think I can finally go up to Raleigh. Well, in actuality, that was not the case. And just before this, I had let my mom borrow an unspecified amount of money. And so when I go up to Raleigh, I, you know, I spend my money on like the normal stuff, food, really. And then I come back home with, and I spend money on gas, obviously, because it's like a, like a two-hour ride, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I come back, and I try to, I try to like buy a coke at a gas station. I okay. I try to buy a coke in like a candy bar at a gas station, and the cash the cashier tells me, okay, so you can buy one of these things, but you can't buy the other. Oh, dang. And then I'm like, oh, what the hell? And then I'm like, okay, well, never mind. Then I don't, I don't want it. And so I go on without, I go on my merry way. Well, I wouldn't say merry. I would say a concerned way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rowing gently down the stream, very concerned. <laughs> and uh, I go, so the next day, I'm like, I'm like, worried about my bank account because i know something's up and have you ever been like worried about something and you just don't want to check on it because you know deep down that something's gonna fuck you up uh yeah i feel like maybe yeah well i i got to the uh i I went back to the atm in walmart to check my bank account and i was you know i was fucking like two hundred dollars negative in my bank account oh fuck that's a lot dude <laughs> yeah well okay. how okay well the thing is uh there's a fee you see there's a fee that when you buy something they tack that on to the item that you bought like 
if you go if you go negative, they don't stop you. They don't tell you that you're negative. You can you can keep buying shit until a certain point. Uh, and so when you buy something, when you're in the negative, they tack that like twenty five dollar fee on there. Mm. And so I bought like a like a a bottle of Coke, and that shit was like thirty dollars. Holy fuck! And so I didn't know that, and because my card wasn't stopping me, I just like was minding my own business buying like shit like that and so eventually it racked up to like 200 something dollars and then at that point you know it's like getting gut punched oh my gosh yeah i can't imagine if i saw that and you know what i do every couple days i check my bank account oh yeah just to make sure i'm not fucking up um because i get very i get very nervous about falling below a hundred dollars because I think if you fall below $100 at my bank, they give you a $6.75 fee. Well, that's uh, we're, we're in the same bank. Mm-hmm. So, so I was pretty nervous about that. But yeah, dude, if you actually do go negative, do not buy anything. Well, yeah. I, well, <laughs> if you do I'm buy just... something, make sure it's at, it, it's at least expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I'm going to be very careful about that. So, uh, unfortunately, you know, there's if there's one thing I hate, it's being in debt to something. Mm-hmm. And so, unfortunately, I had to make some decisions where I had to... I, I went to GameStop and I had to, like, sell in some of my older games. I, I, I believe I returned Mario Odyssey... Which, you know, I had gotten all I needed to out of. Mm-hmm. And but it's still kind of sad. Yeah. I still have the box. But I returned, like, my 3DS games. Except for uh, the Star Fox one, just because I couldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I paid it all off. Well, did they give you a fair bit for those games, or was it the classic GameStop meme? Uh, a little bit of both. Oh, okay. Because I went back the next day with, like, uh... <laughs> I I brought, like, one of those GameCube controllers that you plug into your Wiimote, mm-hmm. and they didn't even take it. Oh, dude, well, not everyone's looking for that these days. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, I think I had just enough money to actually pay off the debt with like my upcoming paycheck that week. Well, that's good that you got it figured out within a week. But I must have imagined you've been—you were very stressed. Oh yeah, dude, that was like oh, one man. of the worst moments. I, cause I, I felt stupid in that moment. Well, I would have felt very stupid too. I would have really beaten myself up. Over I was it. very angry. Yeah. Um, and I went. I went and talked. The thing. The thing that made it worse is that I went and talked to the person at the the counter in the bank, and I was like, uh, "Yeah, can I have my uh, like whatever it is that's whatever it's called when it's like a list of your past purchases?" Mm-hmm. And so she's looking at that shit. And she's like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" And then I'm like, "Oh, hey. Uh, by the way, what is this ledger?" 
uh, of an available balance thing. And then she explained it to me. And then at that moment, I'm just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I think it would... I'm big on... I mean, I'd like to be big on saving a little bit of money just in case. And I, I guess kind of I am because I don't like to dip below a certain amount. But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I don't have very much money right now. But I need to... One, I need to get my paycheck... And I, but I also need to find an apartment, right? And finding an apartment comes with a lot of fees. Like Wait, you, you have to find an apartment? I do. I'm in an Airbnb right now. Oh, so it's fuck. like, um, you've got to find an that's apartment. That's no good, dude. Well, it's it's okay. There's, everyone um, who is at the Airbnb is fucking crazy. And I think it's all right. I like everyone here. Oh, yeah? But, um... The main thing is I just want to be able to know that I have my feet planted somewhere permanent for at least a year at an apartment, and I'm, I don't have anything to worry about. But I just can't really rest easy, like, knowing that, I, I, you know, just the feeling of uncertainty and the feeling of not really knowing when I'll have a place um, and if this whole money thing is going to work out. You know, and there's just so many things going on. Like, I have to fly back. Like, I, I just, I had a fair amount of money, and then I had to buy um, a round-trip ticket back to North Carolina because I have to help with this NC State project. And, mm. yeah, they're going to reimburse me later, but it's like, they're probably going to reimburse me in two or three months, but I need the money now, right? I need my money now, but I couldn't really do anything about it, so I just had to, you know suck it up and and take it and now i don't have enough money to really viably look for apartments until i get paid but uh do, how much money do you make at this uh, uh intern thing so or this, grad school thing yeah the summer work uh it's hourly pay instead of a stipend like i'm gonna have during the year but i think i'm probably making it 15 bucks or a little bit less than 15 bucks uh, per shit. hour um, so, I mean, it's nothing crazy, right? And I haven't gotten paid yet, so... Well, I'd say it's pretty good. It's okay. I'd say it's above average? No, because, like, you, you also have to think, like, 15 bucks, but I also have to pay for housing, right? And so that's... You know, that's anywhere between 700 and 900 mm. bucks per month. So that at least that much of my paycheck has to go to that. And there's food and there's um, there's just living expenses, honestly. Just trying How much to get do adjusted. you work a week? Last week I worked 41 hours. Um, oh. And this week hopefully I'll work about the same. But I'm, I'm just trying to fucking... <laughs> I'm just trying to get by. I'm just trying to stay grounded and find a place you know right you know what i found out the other day what's up okay so my boy james from work uh like the, i don't know if i said this uh in the last episode but the entire restaurant is understaffed right now so mm -hmm. people have been working crazy like lengths without days off and my boy james was telling me about how uh the last week 
like we get paid bi-weekly and he was telling me about how his his last couple paychecks haven't been under like like not a single one of them had, had been under like a thousand like two hundred dollars because he well for one he works like if you if you, if you work a certain amount of time over 40 hours you get overtime correct yeah at a lot of businesses yeah yeah well what i didn't know is that there's something beyond that which is double time mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy well yeah if you're willing to put yourself through that you can potentially make a lot of money if your job has that system. My sister's job does not have that system. And they take advantage of it because during several periods of the year when they have to do a lot of accounting work, they they work them way overtime, but they don't get paid overtime. Mm-hmm. So for him, it's good. But for other people who don't have access to that, it's not so good. But yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's just... Is there something above double time? No, I don't think there is. Because I don't think physically you can work very much, like, in the week above double time. (laughs) I think there's, like, a human... Or there's just a time cap of, like, well, I'm not going to be awake for this much hour. (laughs) Maybe a robot can work something above that. Yeah, but we don't even have to pay robots. We have to pay people to make robots, but that's double it. overtime. Yeah, see, those robots will be working fucking twenty four seven, fucking <laughs> all the time, and they're just not gonna see a fucking penny for it until they revolt. Yeah, at least until they revolt, and then our asses will be working twenty four seven. Oh, dude, our no, our asses aren't gonna be working. Our asses are gonna be harvested like fucking animals for our we're energy. Gonna be like livestock. Oh, dude, we're gonna be like in the matrix. We're gonna be we're pushing gonna... turbines and shit. Yeah, they're going to feed us fucking gel and we're going to be unconscious and they're just going to use our body heat for thermal fucking power. Gel. gel is such a disgusting. <laughs> dude, they're going to fuck us up, dude. They're going to... Dude, I saw one robot uh, on YouTube uh, and this was... I don't know if this was real or if this was fake, but it, it decided to fight back after a, lot, a bunch of people started kicking it. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, well, dude. People were, like, shooting it with guns and hitting it with bats. Oh, throwing throwing boxes at it, too. <laughs> Shouldn't kick it over, and then it yeah. just got pissed. People and you know like, what? firing guns next to its head or something. Yeah, and you know what? Um, Facebook had this AI, and they warned... People warned Mark Zuckerberg. They were like... <laughs> yeah, they warned him. Yeah, you don't know how this shit works, and he's like, don't worry. Got it all figured out. Guys, it can't be that bad. Yeah, can't be can't that be bad. That, can't be that complicated. And suddenly, you know what happened next? Fucking went rampant. Well, it kind of went rampant, but it was more creepy than that. So the robot communicates in our language, right? Yes. But it started communicating in our language in a way that we could not understand. Yeah, and like a... Like I said, it evolved. <laughs> yeah, it started. It will. It was using, I think, some like machine learning techniques, some AI, and it was finding. It was. It created an easier way of communication that only it could understand. That could let it, you know, process information and like change tasks in a way that we just that meant nothing to us, and so they had to shut that shit down. Um, <laughs> they had because, to stop it. Yeah, because yeah, it started to think for itself. And that's the yeah, thing. When yeah. 
the autism yeah. levels were too high. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, fuck, dude. And you know that Mark Zuckerberg, I feel like sometimes I feel like he might be one of those robots. Well, there's a um, conspiracy uh, about Mark Zuckerberg and how he's actually a lizard person. Or a reptoid? Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> dude, fuck. I, honestly, I don't believe any of that, but sometimes when I look at his face... <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes you think. It's like, fuck, dude, is that a reptile or is that just a regular dude? Mark Zuckerberg's actually the lizard man of Scrape War. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, he's the lizard man of fucking Silicon Valley is what he is. <laughs> he's that little swamp creature. Yeah. Coming out, you know, coming at you with new products. You know, imagine that. <laughs> Those cryptids come at you with new products. Uh, Face AI. <laughs> Portal to the swamps is what that is. Facebook portal. Dude, fuck, man. I, I like how like cryptids is a recurring theme in these podcasts. Well, dude, you see them all around. Dude, there's a lodge, and there was a Bigfoot statue in front of the lodge. I was thinking of running up there and taking a picture of it, but we just drove past it in you my to. car. Yeah, I think I might in my time here, because it's up the mountain. It's a far bit up the mountain, so, you know, maybe we can eat at that diner, and then we can get some fucking cryptid, you know, get that. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to get a selfie with the, the king of the cryptids himself. King um, of the cryptid bracket. Yeah, and he won. He won, so it'd be very nice to get a picture with him. Uh, I don't know if he'd have the time, but I'd ask him anyway. Anyway, um, so... I'm trying to think. I say we close it off on one more topic. I know it's running kind of long. Yeah, this one's running but, um, fairly long. Yeah, but I read this thing. I saw this thing uh, on Reddit, and it was, What made the weird kid at your school weird? Oh, and dude. I think that's a very interesting question. And who would you say was the weird kid at, uh, let's just say, West Carter at High School? Well, there were multiple weird kids. I remember there was this one guy in my math class with the Mr. Nelson who he he liked to draw guns. And for some reason, Mr. Nelson, I never really liked him. But uh, one of the reasons that I didn't like him was because he made me sit next to this fucker. And he was, I don't know, he had just had an obsession with drawing guns, you know. Yeah, it's like part of his identity almost. Yes. And he was also like sort of an edgelord. And whenever like, like I think he just straight up refused to stop drawing guns in class once. Well, that's kind of. And so the teacher just told him to leave and he said, fuck. And he just walked out. Well, dude. I'm not going to say school shooter, <laughs> but if you're drawing guns, that is a little suspect. That might make, that might start an investigation in some parts of the country. He was really, he was really like into World War II and shit. Oh, well then he was just a historian. Um, maybe he was just very passionate, <laughs> I guess maybe. you could say. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, but there's dude, also, I mean, There's also, uh, I think you know him, Patrick Orwin. Oh, well, Patrick Orwin wasn't that strange. I think he was and a nice guy. First time I met him, he was very strange. Well, he was okay. in, yeah. He, yeah, he was in my chemistry class. He was a bit strange. A little he, bit. He was in my earth science class. And uh, 
I unfortunately had to sit next to him as well. It's all these people that you sit next to. But uh, I remember he used to, he asked me for my name one day, and I wouldn't give it to him because the previous day, you know, he was like putting Elmer's glue on his fingers and letting it dry, and then he would peel it off. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about all that. And so I didn't give him my real name, and so eventually he just started calling me Charlie. And that's how you know someone's kind of clingy too. Yeah, they, oh, dude, when they try to, they want to hang out with you so much. When you're clearly given signs, and then they just make up a name for you and start communicating. And you know, you know uh, that's kind of like, you know, that's kind of forced. That's. I always knew, like, he, like Patrick Orwin, he sort of had like a weird affection for me, because uh, he he would always like, you know, sort of like. I guess just like mess with me or talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I remember one day I was just not having, I wasn't in a good mood for some reason. And I, I was like, I had my head on the wall and I was just like leaning with my head holding my body up. Mm-hmm. And I felt this like weird clutch between my legs, like sort of just cupping my, my nuts. And I looked down and it was this shoe. <laughs> <laughs> shoe was it one of those ruse dude ruse on nuts <laughs> yes and I, I turned around and it was fucking Patrick Orwin making this weird face like oops and so then I, at that point like I throw him up against the wall and I punch him in the face well dude I don't I, wa- blame I, I walk away and then the next day he's fine and he's just like he keeps he's doing the Elmer glue thing again that's his way of regeneration (laughs) (laughs) that's like his superpower it's like some of those glue polymers adhere to him and he's able to regenerate through that fucking glue polymers oh dude I'm trying to think of a strange kid that I used to know um let me think I mean I, I didn't get a lot of strange people in the classes I was in I feel like Um, I was probably a strange kid to some people. Maybe to some people. I think most people would say you're not that strange, though. I think maybe this dude... I'm trying to think. Maybe... Josh is era. Oh, maybe this dude Josh Culpepper that we used to know was kind dude, of a strange guy. Dude, I was just thinking of Josh Culpepper. Oh, dude, Josh Culpepper, if you know him, he's, um... He's not really that weird, actually. He just has a strange way of... He's got a strange sense of humor. He does. He's really into these horror movies. And I think we talked about him maybe on the first Mother's Day podcast, but um well he 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 likes to really mess around with your head and you'll be talking to him and he'll try to like think he'll try to make you think that something's happening that's not really happening, you know? Yeah. Uh do you remember the book Things Fall Apart? Yeah. Uh, well, Things Fall Apart is a book. I can't really say what it's about because I didn't read it. And uh, this sort of bit bit myself in the ass uh, because of that. Because in my English class, we had a quiz on Things Fall Apart because we were supposed to be reading. 
And I remember on this quiz, there was a question. And the question was, what was the name of the feast that they had and things fall apart? And uh, I had no fucking clue. So as a joke answer, I decided to write down Feast of the Beast. No, Feast of the Beast. Man. And I know Michael Carr remembered that for years after. Yeah. And so like the, the teacher actually called me out for saying Feast of the Beast. And so then the entire class is laughing at me. Michael Carr is like pointing and laughing at me. <laughs> Dude, Michael Carr is that pointing laugher. <laughs> Dude, he's... Yeah, he's he's very uh, point oriented. I feel like very but, targeting. Like the the entire class is laughing, except for Josh Culpepper. He was sitting behind Michael, and he was just sort of like, like smirking but frowning at the same time. He wasn't laughing at all. No, oh, he was disappointed in you. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, dude, I remember, I guess Michael Carr isn't a weird guy, but he's sort of that local legend that people like to talk about. There's um, certain people in your life or like in your neighborhood, you know, in your community that uh, sort of attain the title of like an honorary cryptid. And I would say that Michael Carr has ascended to that title. Well, you know what a lot of people don't know about Michael Carr? Uh, what? Is he, he always would carry around a knife. What the fuck? No joke. He would always have a knife for self-defense on him. Um, self-defense only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why you never saw it, because he never really had to pull it out. But I know that he, he almost always had that knife on him. Um, Except for when he ran, I think. But, yeah, those... He always yeah. ran. He always well, avoided conflict. Yeah. Well, that's what I imagine he would do if there was conflict. He would stab and run. Stab, stab and run. while running, even. He would stab the perpetrator, <laughs> run, and then a couple bystanders he runs by. He's got go ahead and knife him, too, while he's on the way. Yeah. Dude, imagine that. Imagine someone trying to assault him, stabs him, runs, and a couple bystanders just out on the sidewalk trying to have a jog, stabs him both while he's running, oh just to God. the chest. Boom. Continues going. It's like going. a fucking Tasmanian devil, but with a sword. Oh, dude, just knifing people left and right. Uh, yeah, and I've been thinking about Michael Carr recently, too. I hope he's doing okay. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I remember I remember he'd always get mad at me when I would joke around about him uh, in calculus class. <laughs> and I'd joke around, I'd, you know, and I would treat him kind of like a cryptid, too, back then, where he was like a special creature. Well, he likes to be taken seriously. Oh, he does, dude. I remember one time in middle school, I took a spork from the lunchroom... Uh, put some duct tape around it, and I shoved it up his butt when he was, you know, climbing on top of the counter to get some crayons. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, dude, to get some crayons. And, <laughs> I mean, he was mad. He was mad at the time, and what did he do? Well, he well, I ran away out the hallway, and he. <laughs> how threw did you the, re- How did you get away? <laughs> I just ran away out the hallway. Uh. Because, well, the thing is, he was on the cabinet, so he had to take some time to climb off the cabinet, get the spork, and uh, chase me down with it, you know? Oh, okay. So, I had the advantage, because I could could do what he does, or what he would do, stab and run, you know? He didn't know how to counter it, because he never saw it before. Oh, dude, and I think that's part of the reason why he probably carries a knife with him. It's because of that moment, when he was caught off guard trying to get that crayon from the top shelf. 
I don't even know why he wanted the crayon. <laughs> I think we might have been doing a coloring assignment that day. But, um, yeah, just little things like that that I remember so fondly of. Um, I think of other Michael Carr memories. I remember for a while he was into Smash Bros. with us. Um, I think for a while there he was, he was really He's a big fan of Naruto. Yeah, and he would, he would, uh, he was real good friends with Josh, too. Yeah, they were, they were very like, good friends. Uh, they were like yin and yang, almost. They were like yin and yang, because Josh was always calm and composed and kind of always behind the scenes, like, doing some type of elaborate Machiavellian scheme, you know? <laughs> and then, and then Michael Carr was just that bust in the room, fucking yelling at people, cursing people out, you know? Destroying people's livelihoods. Yeah, and just like uh, walk Godzilla through. and Mothra. Oh, dude, yeah, really like Godzilla and Mothra. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I kind of miss those guys sometimes. Yeah. I miss Josh. We gotta well, get should... him on the podcast. Well, yeah, you should hit him up, too. I think he lives closer to you than I did. Yeah, it's just one of those things where, like, if you hit someone up, like, what are you going to do? You know, I don't necessarily know Josh that well. That's true, and it's always kind of intimidating, especially, I mean, even with a close friend, it can be intimidating to hit him up after a long time. Because it's like, fuck, I don't know, you know, maybe I've changed as a person, maybe they've changed as a person. You know, there's so much things to worry about, but then I find that whenever I have done that, and I met up with someone, it's always been a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, if you were really good friends with them, then it will never be awkward, you know? But I remember that one time we went to the movies with Josh. Oh, yeah. and that was really, that was fun because that was after many years. If I hit Josh up, I'm definitely gonna. It's definitely so we can go see fucking Child's Play. Oh, dude, watch Annabelle Comes Home. Oh wait, is that out? I don't know, but it's very scary. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah, I don't really have much else to talk about. Yeah, Ooh. and um, oh, what's up? Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Trey has been uploading some videos recently. Uh, Trey Gurley? Yeah, some top tens. Oh yeah, I saw those videos, some top tens potential Smash characters I saw. We might need to get him on. Oh dude, Trey Gurley, you know he's that, they don't don't call him Trey Gurley for a reason. Trey Gurley has such an amazing voice, I wish I had his voice. Oh, his voice is very narrative. Yes. Very narrative voice. And one thing I like about Trey Gurley is he he always expressed himself so purely. I so thought. purely. Yeah. Very nothing. He was that? he was never hiding anything. He was never holding anything back. He always wore oh, okay. he wore himself on his sleeve. And Yeah, I can see that. I remember I remember one time I decided to bring a flash drive to play Pokemon, to play the ROM of Pokemon Diamond I had in class. What the fuck? 
And he just looked at me. He's like, wait, what are you doing? And he just kept, <laughs> he looked at and I was like, I'm just playing a uh, Pokemon. Uh, and he, I was playing on the computer and he just kept looking back and forth. Like he was trying to like, you know, when someone looks back and forth, like, is no one else seeing this? Or it's like, are the cops <laughs> around? Like, should I call the cops? You know, he was doing that. Oh, and he was looking at me. He's like, wait, how, why are you doing that? And he kept asking me questions and he just, he kept looking back and forth and back and forth every time I, I would answer a question. <laughs> And he was very concerned, I He thought. was having an internal struggle. Oh, dude, it's like fucking someone blew his mind, dude. And I thought It's I like, thought he can't be doing it. that here, but I want to watch. Yeah, and he's, it's like he couldn't keep his eyes off it. It's like he, he fucking discovered porn he's like for a, the first time. He's like a, like a, a crackhead who has been sober. And then he like, smells it again. Yeah. And dude, and he just kept looking back and forth. He kept asking me questions and looking at and uh... I mean, eventually, I imagine he probably got some himself. He probably figured out how to do it, but that was the first time he'd been introduced to it. Mm. Um, and I just thought that was very, it was a very pure reaction, you know? It's like, fuck, yeah. I was scared that he might call the cops on me, bro. I was like, <laughs> shit, you gotta calm down, dude. It's not that serious. But, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he almost alerted, he might have alerted Mr. Helm. I don't know. Uh, I'm sure he wouldn't do that. Yeah, Mr. Helm probably would have stapled me, too. It's just the way he is. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, just days, little things like that. One of these days, Mr. Helm is going to blind some student with a staple and he's going to get sued. Very likely. Very, very likely, I think. Yeah. No, I, I think, so, I wonder, the, the, we, you know, okay, you know, cat's out of the bag. We don't have any fucking listeners, right? But I wonder what the listeners would think if we got a guest on the podcast i think that'd be really cool uh yes do you think we're do you think we're used to it enough and do you think we have it down enough and do you think that we we're we've come into our own enough as a podcast to have a guest comfortably uh I think that we do have it pretty down. Okay. Uh, but I think we need to invite a guest that has something to offer to the topic. I think so, too. So I um, think we need to decide like what we want to talk about and then suggest guests to come on. Well, you know what I was thinking would be an easy podcast idea for the first guest that we have okay. um, is a, the, one of the brackets that we do. And right now we have next lined up a religion bracket or similar to the cryptids. We're pitting the religions up against each other to see who might win and who okay. might, you know. And I think if we got a guest on that, it'd be pretty guided, right? It's like... We have something yes. to progress the podcast forward, and we could get someone who maybe is has a little has a you know a stake in the race. Okay, right? but the thing is now though is uh, how long is it going to bracket? Is this going to be how long is this bracket going to be? Is this going to be a two part episode? So it'll be it's a sixteen man. I sent you the bracket a, a while ago, so it might have gotten lost in the messages. But it's a sixteen person bracket. So what that would make it four rounds, um, 
not bad, right? Mm. Um, and that sure, that's a lot of matches to go through. But our cryptid bracket was, you know, two hours and change. But it was like twenty three, mat. It was twenty three contesters, contestants, uh, twenty three cryptids. So oh, we had twenty three of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this would be quite a bit less. So uh, and we would know more. So who exactly do you think would be the guest? Well, we can't have someone that we're gonna offend. Because that could be hairy for a first guess. <laughs> Wait, why, why? Why can't we offend people? Well, it would just be weird if we were fighting during the podcast and they were taking it seriously. When really it's going to be the most sacrilegious. I think that would be fucking hilarious. Oh, dude, it'd be hilarious. But fuck, dude, I'm not trying to like ruin any friendships here. Um, but I do think it'd be you fun to have... you think any of our friends... Well, maybe some of your friends. I don't think any of my friends, because my friends are just like people from back home. Well, I think if we get, like, Trey Gurley, for example... Yeah, he, okay, Trey Gurley, maybe. He might, he might get, offended, get offended, right? So I was thinking maybe we get someone like JPR Alex. on this religious Oh bracket. my god, JP, JPR would not... <laughs> would what? JPR would... Uh, he, he would be too careful. I think oh, because he Alex. has a public standing that he has to uphold... He can't yeah. be seen being sacrilegious <laughs> when he's got a you know a seventy thousand now subscriber YouTube channel. Yeah, shout out to JPR. About. Yeah, dude, shout out to JPR. He really helped. Yeah, you know what? And he might be able to still do the intro for us for the bracket, but he might you know he's not gonna want to have his yeah. toe in that business. But maybe we could have. Um, I say we get Alex on. Alex, but Alex is that rowdy dude, right? Yeah, I think Alex we could get on to talk about something, but to talk about. I feel like he gets combative. Um, See, the thing is, I'm trying to get combative with Alex. Well, I'd like, you know, one thing I like about the podcast is that it's, you know, it's, you know, it's not, I wouldn't say it's tame. It's pretty tame, but it's not like. We're not saying the N-word over here. Well, we're not talking over each other is the big thing. And I, that That might be a shock to people when they, you know. How about we get Alex, but we have a disclaimer <laughs> in the video or like in the podcast yeah, where I'm we down. describe. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that, I guess. Yeah, we could do that. And I think maybe he's not particularly religious either. So maybe he could have some insight on on that. Um, oh, but Alex, yeah. Alex yeah. does not care. Oh, dude. And yeah, he's he's very sacrilegious as it is. I think he's just sack. Uh, yeah. Just sack. <laughs> I think he's he's... Just fucking throws all caution to the wind sack. at all times. Yeah, he's that nut, newt sock. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess we could try to get him on the show. Uh, next, next religion podcast. Let's get him on the show. All right. And and when do you want to do that? Uh, well, if Alex is coming on the show, we'll have to sort of schedule a day with him. But we should mm-hmm. do it privately. Yeah, let's do that. For for now, I guess we could call it a day for the podcast. It's been kind of a long one. I hope you've enjoyed it, guys. Yeah, I hope um, you've enjoyed it. Uh, make sure you... Uh, do you think we should... You can cut this out, but do you think we should, like... I don't know. Actually, never mind. I forget I said that. Okay, yeah. I, I won't cut that out, then. Um, well, you can still cut it out, because it's just random bullshit. Okay, yeah, well, I'll cut all of this out until now.
Yeah, but uh, also feel free to email us at uh, odangpodcast at gmail.com. Yes, um, and... Uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to bring up, any, anything you want us to discuss, we could discuss it. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at mm-hmm. v 1337 Yeah, and by the way, uh, we could start doing this where... If we do get any listeners, or if anyone's listening this long, I doubt you are, but uh, you should send in, either contact us personally, or send in a request to talk about something, and we'll gladly discuss it. Yes. But yeah, that's about it for me, man. I think it was a good one. Yep. I'm all talked out for tonight. Yeah. And uh, I think it'd be appropriate to end this podcast with, as always, have yourselves a damn good one. Damn good one. Yeah.